0: Hi, I'm Ian Delisi.
1: And I'm Chef James Rigato.
0: And in episode 16 of Essential Cooking, we talk with Drew Patrick about launching the online grocery store, Michigan Fields, and connecting customers with Michigan-made, locally sourced food during the pandemic. James also talks about why you should start cooking with beef liver and why you shouldn't be afraid of it. So Drew, thank you for joining us today. Thanks
2: for having me on, and and thanks for being a customer oh. at Michigan Fields. <laughs> Much appreciated.
0: I said to James, I find nothing better than walking out my door and there's a big box of food that I actually want <laughs> um, that's sitting there and packaged beautifully and knowing all of it is sourced here in Michigan. So you and I talked, I think it was last June, mm-hmm. um, when Michigan Fields was just launching. And you guys had had it in the works for a while, but the pandemic um, sort of sent you into overdrive. To get it going. Is that how, the, do yeah. I recall that correctly?
2: I'd say we had a desire
0: oh. <laughs> to do something yeah. like
2: Michigan Fields, but yeah. it certainly hadn't uh, been started yet. We basically had a plan on the shelf. And then COVID hit and we said, oh man, what are we going to do here? We've got the plan. Um, the need is there. Let's get it going. So two weeks later, we were up and running and had a site. People could order and we were delivering to homes uh, yeah, within about two weeks.
0: So talk about the model for this. Um, everything is sourced in Michigan
2: correct yeah all michigan grown produced made products and really what we're trying to do is connect our community through local food and encourage uh, a, a healthier and uh, more economically beneficial food system because there's so many flaws within the food system that we have now yeah oh yeah
0: absolutely so um one of the things uh, was that the menu, or not the menu, but what you're offering has continued to change. It's expanded, I should say. Not you, like You've had these um, certain vendors that have been on there from the beginning, and now it's been expanding. So how has that been working with deciding who's going to be on there, sourcing everything so it's co- consistently available because then people fall in love with things and then then they can't can't get them anymore. So let's talk about some of your vendors and who's on there. So I know Zingerman's Bakehouse has a lot of stuff on there.
2: Yeah, we've had some great vendors that have been with us from day one, like Zingerman's and Guernsey Dairy and, you know, no names in the Michigan food community who have, um, you know, they were clients on the Skidmore side uh-huh. before, <laughs> which is what made it easy to transition them over uh, and become their client, essentially, uh, with Michigan Fields. So those are great, but then... You know, we're trying to support local growers, small-scale growers, small-scale producers. Uh, So beyond the very established Zingerman's and Guernsey brands, you know, we've got um, really talented local baker, Jen Tilton, indulged by Jen, making fresh baked goods for us. We've got really small-scale farms that um, might not have the same outlets through major retail, but we're small. We can be nimble. We can go pick up. You know, we can coordinate. Uh, So yeah, we, and then I guess the biggest challenge for us really is that uh, how, how do we project what we're going to have available, right? right? How mm-hmm. do we know what our volume is going to be for orders and then uh, sourcing? And so, yeah, that's really – it's fun, but it's the hard part of uh, starting up a grocery store having never run a grocery store before.
1: <laughs> now, now with with super small vendors like that, are are you – looking at CSA models out there and being like, maybe this is viable. You know, can we, is, there a, is there a public that's willing to say, hey, give me a grab bag. I don't care. Like for me, like I don't want to look at a grocery store and click items. I want to bring me some cool stuff.
2: Yeah, uh, we're looking at both, but those CSA models are out there, yeah, right? And sure. those have been established and, and not that there shouldn't be more or couldn't be right, more, right. but what we really wanted to offer people was choice and like, no, give you a custom shop. You can get exactly what you need and get it delivered. Yeah. And have it be local. And I, uh, one of the reasons we wanted to do this was, you know, your delivery options to date have been Amazon yeah, and pretty Kroger <laughs> and Meijer. And, and those have their place and they're great. Right. But they're really not tailored to a local food economy. And so we said, maybe we can do this differently awesome. um, and do it better.
0: So, Drew, when you started, I mean, getting the word out about having an online grocery store was, it's like, this is something new. Talk about um, your client base, your customers from then until now and what that has been like to grow that and how things are going for the business side of this.
2: We were very, I'd say, fortunate in that it was such a forgiving an open market that we launched in, right? So we launched in a pandemic, a grocery delivery service. Almost everybody is a potential customer, right? Uh, so that that was good. We were able to get some, um, you know, word out, some media uh, earned media coverage, which was really helpful to get mm-hmm. uh, orders back in April and May, and got a, a customer base really quickly. Uh, and then, since then, you know people wanted to go back to the grocery store, and people wanted to get back to some semblance of normalcy like they could. So, since then, we're growing a customer base mm-hmm. um, just the way any startup does. So we do our marketing. you know we've we just did a promotion um, where we were giving away groceries for a year. So, um, you know, we gave away to one winner, uh, which winner hasn't been announced yet, but we'll announce that next <laughs> week, uh, you know, a year's worth of free groceries from Michigan Fields. Oh, that's awesome. And so, running a contest, you know, we're doing some email marketing, social media, obviously. Uh, and it's just like, it's running a it's running a business and, and finding mm-hmm. customers and serving them well, right? Right. I mean, you, your marketing can get you a customer once, but... It's up to the operational um, you know mm-hmm. success to, to bring them back again and again.
0: So let's talk about the meat part of this. So you that's that one's a little tricky. That changes a lot, correct? Absolutely.
2: Yeah. I mean availability mm-hmm. um, has been way up and down this year uh, from every, on the seafood side, on the beef and the poultry side. One thing that I'm excited about is we were able to source from really small scale cattle farm our own uh, beef. So we have Michigan Fields branded beef. Uh, available now, uh, and we'll be looking to source more going forward. So that's something where this is part of Michigan Field's um, goal is to get as close to the farm as we can. So remove as many of the steps in the process so when we can get fresh product, and we can drive the cost down to a point where local food can be more accessible to people who might otherwise not be able to access it.
0: That's pretty great. So how many farms are you working with now, and how many farms did you start with?
2: (sighs) When we started, we were probably working with about 15 to 20 providers. Oh, wow. And, you know, that's through everything going direct to the farm. Um, we were working with one distributor. We're, we're really staying away from that now, um, working and buying at the wholesale market, at Eastern Market. Um, but now we're probably working with uh, close to 100 different farms over, over the year.
0: Have you had to grow your staff
2: yeah, absolutely. Well, when we so started, so you're employing
0: people too. The
2: first time we talked to you, uh, <laughs> we were doing all of this with Skidmore employees.
0: Oh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I, part of the reaction to COVID was, "Ooh, we're in a B two B service business. I'm not sure we're going to have a whole lot to do over the next two months. So maybe we should launch Michigan Fields now and work on that." Uh, so it had really flexible and amazing staff with Skidmore who helped get it up and running. And then we've hired uh, full-time staff at Michigan Field Sense.
0: WDET celebrates 75 years of public radio with gratitude to our dedicated listeners. Listeners like you cherish community voices, local music, and independent journalism. This spring fundraiser, we're counting on your support just as you count on us. Invest in WDET's next chapter at WDET.org or tap Donate in the mobile app. When things get back to normal, do you think Michigan Fields will still have, there will people that have gotten so used to this that they're just going to continue to buy um, online from you?
2: Oh, absolutely. And there's just, there's a market out there that wants the convenience of it. Um, Grocery delivery was projected to increase double digit year over year growth uh, over the next 10 years before COVID. Right. Mm -hmm. So what we did, we just pulled some of that forward into the last nine months, year. Uh, so that that growth may slow down a little bit, but there's still a huge market for delivery. Um, it's convenient. Uh, hopefully we're getting fewer parties involved. So it becomes cost effective. Mm-hmm. Um, and and yeah, we're, we're excited to grow this business. We're excited to get more local food to more people in Southeast Michigan, help out more growers and producers. And you're know, like you mentioning new products pop up all the time. Now that we have staff working on this, I'm surprised by some of the stuff that's on there now, which is awesome. Like, (laughs) like, oh, I didn't know we were carrying that. Yeah, Yeah. right. Yeah, (laughs) like vegan sausage. Oh,
0: great. Yeah, I I looked down there. I was like, that's pretty pretty amazing. (laughs) So one thing I saw on their website yesterday was beef liver. And that's why I need to talk to you about this because-
1: You're looking looking scared. You don't eat beef liver?
0: Well, no, it's been a long time. (laughs) So here's the thing. So I, you know, I read about how incredibly nutritious it is oh, like yeah, the, it's the nutritional okay and then all the stories about how people either are screwing it up or so i need yeah. you to well, you know so you sell it on your website
2: yeah we're buying whole animals so we're selling everything uh, all yeah all the parts yeah uh,
0: all the parts so you're doing the so you need to make you need to tell the rest of us how to make beef liver in particular uh to make it Tastes really. Is supposed to go in the lemon juice and the milk and the thing. Okay, what do we do? Right.
1: So, so (laughs) liver is always like one of those controversial, you know, items because you know it tastes like iron. You'll get that like, Mm -hmm. or the texture if you overcook it, it gets a little um, grainy. So, liver is perfectly fine to eat, medium rare or medium. You know, so I definitely recommend not overcooking liver. Uh, With beef liver, I like it sliced relatively, you know, I'm gonna say thin, but like you know, half inch you know, and uh, and then dusting it in some kind of flour and pan-frying it and serving it like a, you know, like the same way you would like a scallopini or something, like a make a sauce, like a Madeira or a Marcella, like a, you know, liver and onions is kind of that American classic, but like mm-hmm. it's really, you know, it's pan-fried, something sweet, add a little bit of like, you know, fortified wine, little apples, little, you know, bacon, a little bit of currants or something, but you can also grind it into your bolognese sauce. So if you're, you know, it, it goes in, it, it can, you know, even chili, if you add like, you know, Three quarters beef, then one quarter liver ground into your chili, or even chopped up finely. No one's even gonna notice. It's just gonna be delicious. So it's rich. It's uh totally good for you. I also would recommend buying the liver and feeding some to your dogs too, because it's great for you know your oh, pets right. as well. So definitely don't don't rule out no, Beef heart is one of my favorite cuts of the mm-hmm. entire animal. So don't rule out the the organs. Just educate yourself on how to cook them. You know you're not gonna you know you're not gonna cook a fillet the same way you cook a burger. You know so like you gotta learn how to kind of like adapt to that animal. But liver, livers testy for for a lot of Michiganders. I totally understand. I mean, I, we face this you know daily in the restaurant We're never trying to do something you know like that. But but don't be afraid of it.
0: So We're, are you supposed to put it, like what do you do before? So there's all of I, things yeah. to say that oh this will take out the iron taste. I like
1: the the buttermilk personally. I like to do like almost like a, like a like a you know kind of a buttermilk and then a, a dredge almost like you would like fried chicken. So how or long do you leave it in the buttermilk? I mean, if it's sliced thin, you don't need it very long. I mean, I'd say like you know ten minutes. But oh, some people it. will br- you know brine it or soak it overnight. But I just I don't mind that, you know, that like a little bit of that, a little bit of iron, but, you know, it, I mean, <laughs> beef liver is pretty tame. If you want to get like crazy, go eat a wild animal, like a, like a venison liver. That's going to, a bear liver, you know, that's going to make it, that's going to taste like what is going on. Oh,
0: I, I, well, but that was next on my list. Bear, bear liver? liver? Yeah, it should be.
1: I feel like Doug, I feel like Doug Hewitt's eating bear liver. I feel like you could ask him about it. But wild animal livers are much more intense than than a, than a farmed animal, so don't be don't be afraid.
0: All right, but you can put it in stuff.
1: You can and- you can brine it. You can soak it in buttermilk. You know you can use it basically uses acid to kind of counter the iron flavor. But
0: you can like put it in the food processor and then throw it in your other stuff.
1: Absolutely, I would totally put it in your pasta sauce. You know, your like your bolognese mm-hmm. or your chili or any kind of ragu. Absolutely, you, you know we a, a lot of recipes call for that in, you know, in a traditional like bolognese. They'd people
0: like, don't even know. Yeah. It's floating around in there. It's
1: delicious. I mean, you make it sound creepy when you say no,
0: that. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm floating around. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, liver's delicious. Don't be afraid of liver. Okay, see? Now I feel better about yeah. it. I just had to ask you because I saw it on your website, and I thought, I better ask James about this because I yeah. should probably not be so... I mean, you know, it- the thing is, my mother never made it.
1: Oh, sure. I mean, a lot of- My mom that- didn't either, but, you know, I think... You just do a little bit of research, you know, There's, a, and also if you're really connecting with like local food and whole animals and, you know, I, I, I'm not a fan of like buying, you know, parts and being, people being scared of bones and like if you're going to eat animals, you should respect eat. the animal.
0: You can find out more about Michigan Fields by going to michiganfields.com. Our thanks to Drew for talking with us, to you for listening, and...
1: We would like to thank LaMarca Prosecco for their support. From the hills of Veneto, Italy, you can never go wrong with Prosecco, whether it's in a spritz or drinking straight.
0: Joan Isabella is our executive producer, along with producer David Lyons and assistant producer Lisa Brancato, editing by Rowan Nemisto. Production support provided by Studios on the Pond, original music by the Mallet Brothers. This is a production of Detroit Public Radio Station WDET.